Oh, we're recording. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome, guys. Uh, it's actually episode 13 this week. Um, I introduced it as episode 13 last week, and it was episode 12. So welcome to episode 13 of the Garage Athlete Show. Um, this week, we are joined... <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> admins of the group. Um, Dan has had to drop out today. He's had a lot, uh, something come up kind of last minute. However, I will be getting him to record a answer to the question that we've got uh, because it's about strongman. The one question that we've got is one about strongman on the week where Dan's not here. Um, so without further ado, we want to welcome Anne onto the, uh, or the podcast this week. So Anne joined the group, when was it, Feb February? We're, I think we're into lockdown, just into yeah. lockdown. So it's March, yeah. sort of March time. So for those that have been members since before lockdown, I think we're about 800, 900 members um, before lockdown. And then it's just exploded since lockdown, since everyone discovered that you can actually train at home. Um, so yeah, Anne joined in March and... We as the admins do tend to see everything that is kind of going on. Um, and we noticed that Anne was being a very kind of positive influence within the group, um, providing feedback, providing support. So we invited her to jump onto the admin team three weeks ago now, I think it was. And I think actually having some uh, female points of view within the admin team has definitely been a little bit... Uh, it's ruffled a few feathers and it's balanced things out a little bit more. And yeah, there's been some banter flying around and it's, it's definitely uh, changed the dynamic within the group, which I think has made it a little bit for the better. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I'm going to let Anne introduce herself. So Anne, who are you? What do you do? And then why did you join kind of Home Gyms UK? So hey everyone, um, I joined the gym because there was nothing open basically I'd wanted for about a year 18 months I kept saying I'm gonna do this I'm gonna get stuff and it just wasn't happening and a year, just a year before lockdown I did buy a bar and 100 kilograms of weights and resistance bands and bits and bobs and I was going in the garden and doing it and then of course lockdown happened and it forced my hand which has been a great thing I got the cage I got kettlebells, benches, I just, oh, okay. it just grew and grew and grew. Um, I was very lucky that I happened to drop on everything with the help from the group that were putting, you know, things were available. Um, and it has been the best thing that's ever happened. I've cancelled the gym membership. I'm 40 pound a month better off. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been brilliant. That's, you know, a lot of money I can put into my own gym now. So um, have you done the maths on like what you've kind of spent and how long it's going to be before you're now in profit because you're not, spending money <laughs> i think within 18 months i'll be back in profit yep because Something i had around there yeah so i only really bought the cage was a big spend the bench and all my kettlebells i've picked up off at marketplace yeah so yeah if so, you're if you are clever with it you can fully kit out a home gym now for probably well now the prices are starting to calm down a little bit for about a thousand pounds um to get like the basics covered yeah. um and then anything on top of that as you said like it's what i've said to a lot of people kind of over lockdown if you want to spend about a thousand pounds you can get a rack a bench a decent amount of weight and then it's just a dumb the dumbbells are the expensive part like if you're well, gonna I get like 
one pair I paid for, I think I paid, what is it? I think I paid £20 for a pair of 10 kilograms ones. That's not bad. Like- yeah. If you, at the end of the day, if you know where to look. So yeah, Facebook Marketplace. What are the other second hand ones? Obviously eBay Gumtree. is a bit, yeah, Gumtree. You've got stuff like, is it Spock? There's yeah. loads yeah. of, um, loads of second hand sort of, places and right now the supply versus demand has completely gone the other way and there's so many people with like squat stands and stuff sat in the dining rooms and they're just like yeah. the prices are starting to come back down i think people are being a little bit apprehensive to sell it just because nice. they're apprehensive about a second wave and a second lockdown i don't think they'll put us into a second lockdown uh-huh. i think they'll keep doing these local lockdown things just because i don't think the economy will be able to cope with it, it. No, the economy won't be able to, like, I'm not being funny. I think they'd prefer to see, <laughs> this is put, yeah, they're, they're going to prefer to, at the end of the day, the majority of the people that are dying from this thing are, unfortunately, the elderly and the infirm. So they're not, like, what they wanted to avoid was, like, the whole of the population, the working population, all going off on sick at the same time. And they seem to have avoided that with the first lockdown. And now it's just, they're trying to keep, what is it, the end number below one. Um, but anyway, sorry, I, um, I disturbed you right in the middle of your flow there. So you were trying to kind of get into your fitness, kept thinking about joining the gym, couldn't really get started. So now you've bought all your kit at home and now you're finding that it's, it's much more convenient, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Massive. Although I kind of think sometimes being pain to be a member of the gym mm. makes you go out of guilt because yeah. you remember you're paying for nothing. Whereas when it's at home, you're like, oh, I'll just get dinner on and I'll, I'll just yeah. do the homework and I'll just, and I'm always, I'm just doing something. Yeah. So and again, it's feeling- just that level of accountability. So mm-hmm. it's either get an accountability partner and that will call you on it. So you can't have somebody you're like emotionally attached to. So you try and do it with husband and they're just like, I thought you said you were going in the gym. What do you mean I need to go in the gym? Like there's yeah. a bit of an emotional <laughs> attachment in there. Whereas if it's a friend that can go, right, and I'm calling you on your shit again, here. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you hire a coach who will kind of do that same yeah. thing. So yeah, once you've finished paying off your uh, all your equipment, like maybe looking to get in some coaching. Oh no, I have I do have a coach. I've spent the conditioning. Oh fair enough. They, they, well they should be I was gonna say they should be key holding you well, accountable. Yeah, so I've been waiting for three years, but we're still on lockdown in Northern Ireland. Right, okay. Makes so sense. We have um, we're part of a GAA gym, which are governed by the South, and right. the South haven't locked yet. Right. So because they okay. haven't locked, they won't lock him. Wow. Okay. So we went off. We finished training two weeks before anyone else because they shut us down earlier, and we're still off. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? <laughs> it's hard no. going. You text and, and what have you, but it's not the same as having somebody stood behind you, pushing. Yeah. And if somebody's wasn't so like for me, I was already making the transition into having an online program where I can keep my clients accountable, even at distance. If you weren't already going into that transition, like every man and his dog just shifted online. And then it's just like, I don't really want to be part of this crowd where it's that, the kind of just jumping on kind of what's new and sort of thing. And if you have no idea where to start, it can be a very, very daunting place to be. Definitely. Um, 
so yeah, how are you? So you said you, you've got a strength and conditioning coach. Um, I think you've covered the first question. So why you chose to have a home gym rather than going to a commercial gym? So you said you were a member of a commercial gym before. Yeah, but just um, I was just forced then. What you know? What it was either no training hmm. or put some money into it and and start it out. So yeah, because it had so always you... been the game. It wasn't a big should I should now. I was like, do you know what? Just do it. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So it was, was it kind of like time that was the big thing? So um, you would, because you've got kids as well, haven't you? Yeah. So were you finding that it was really hard to like carve out? Because it's not just the hour you need in the gym, it's the travelling to, it's the getting changed. It's, it's not just an hour, it's a good two, maybe two and a half hours commitment, isn't it? And when you've got little ones, it's just, it's just not possible. It's what we were kind of passing the kids to each other. But to be honest, I think that's a good thing for a mum. Mm. I think women are always trying to sneak time. And the kids, yeah. like my, all my doors are opening away for my eight-year-old to start running through. Yeah. We're always trying to sneak time. You know, the washer's on your sneak time. This is happening at sneak time. Whereas when I was going out, I live about 35 minutes away from my coach. So right. when I was going to him... It was like, this is about me. Yeah. So I think that is a very healthy good. attitude to have. Yeah. Like, and to selfish. Yeah. No, that's, again, one thing that I speak to a lot of my guys and girls about is becoming to be the best mum you can be, to be the best dad you can be, you need to be the best version of yourself. Yeah which means you have to take time for looking after your mental health, looking after your physical health. Because if you don't, like what I always say, when somebody says, oh, I don't have time, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I was oh, like, okay. I was that well, person. <laughs> well, what happens if you get hit by a bus tomorrow? Like You'll you're, find people will figure it out, like how to do it kind of without you. You also need to take yourself out of the equation sometimes or else people are going to lean on you like a crutch. With that, especially for a mum, there's a lot of guilt. Yeah. A lot of expectation on us. You know, I I am I have three kids. I've one at twenty one and then one at eleven and one at eight. So mine is yeah. I've been mobbing for a long, long time now. Yeah. And and you kind of just get into a way of doing things. And it wasn't until I realised myself, because I was like massively obese, that I went, What are you doing? Like I couldn't run up and down with the kids. I just I was knackered, I was in pain all the time. And it was only when I took control and I decided, okay, well, this is this is my time. This has got nothing to do with you lot. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with the husband. Nothing to do with the kids. I'm doing this. And yeah. I just went and did it. And I was very lucky that my husband was like, yeah, that's what you want to do. It was very laid back. Yeah. I was at the house like nearly every single night doing something. And he yeah. just was like, that's grand, that's grand. Because I was a nicer person when yeah. I was here. I was better. I was nicer to be around. I was having yeah. more fun, laughing more, smiling more. Yes, I was moaning more because I was in pain from training, but <laughs> you know, I was just a happier, more confident person. The person that yeah, fell in love, not the one that had yeah. all the kids. And that's just it. It's sometimes people can forget their roles, and we have all these different roles, as you said. And it sounds like mum as a role had taken over, and oh, everything wow. else was being forgotten. Whereas actually being a partner. And then the role you've kind of got to work and all that kind of stuff. Those are all important parts of who you are. And it, it sounds like you've done an amazing job as in coming from that place where it was almost, it sounds like you were almost at a breaking point and then you've yeah. made that decision and you're just carrying on. And it's just been an evolution of that decision, right? Well, I've picked up some kits so I can now train at home, right? Lockdowns happened. 
a lot of other people just stopped training. So they're like, oh, the gym's closed. Okay, that's my excuse that I needed. Yep. Um, like when the gym's open back up, it's, oh, I can't go back in because the gyms aren't going to be safe. <laughs> okay, well, you just said that you wanted to train, but no, yeah. <laughs> back to um, the gym up. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where if you are making excuses about it, you will always find a new excuse. Oh, but gotcha. I always see this when I'm coaching people is there's two kinds of people in the world. There's problem solvers and problem causers. So problem solvers, when they see a problem, they will try and solve it. Problem causers will always cause another problem for every solution that you've got. And the second one are a nightmare to work with, just because, especially coaching. Pardon? I was that person for a long time. And that's just it. Like, you can make that shift, though. You can make that mental shift and actually take responsibility and go, right, okay, I'm going to stop blaming everyone else and everything else and all the external situations and just like you said you take control like you can do what you can do to figure out kind of like how to get there awesome so what sort of training do you do so you said you've got a strength and conditioning coach like let's fill us in like what's your split like what are your goals kind of what why, why do you train so at first i was just fed up of being in pain and okay. it was a friend's brother. Actually, she's on this page. I added her, so hi, Claire. <laughs> she said uh, she just had a baby and said, do you fancy training with my brother? And I'd seen him at family barbecues, live on the same street. And I thought, oh, I don't know about that. But then I had a PT at my old local gym who injured me. Right, okay. Um, she was one of those that just leans while you work. Oh, right. Not watching me, poor form. Yeah. And I strained my neck and I pulled right. Fell down to my neck. I couldn't move my head. I uh, went to the doctors. They said it's muscular. There's nothing we can do for you, really. Yeah, take uh, some ibuprofen and rest it. Yes. Yeah. So I just put on my Facebook, please, God, does anybody know a good sports master? I can't move. So he came on and was like, do you not know what I do? It's like, not really, not barely know him. And he was going on holiday that week. So he came back the week later. I went to see him. And that was in December. And then in January, I started training with him with his sister and it was one session a week and we split it and then after a while I was like could I have one on my own yeah and the game was not about losing weight game was fitness that was that was it didn't care about whether I lost weight or not at that point I needed to be fitter yeah and lo and behold about 25 kilograms later yeah never been focused on weight always been on health and fitness and it just happened you yeah. know because I the focus off it and I was no longer interested in how much I weighed I wanted to know how much I could lift yeah what I could move make that number bigger make that movement better um so once it went away from weight it's you were succeeding at things for a change yeah. well it's so, it's one of those things where people can become hyper focused on weight and then the needle doesn't move um like I say to people all the time like weight is just a metric it's just how much force you generate against the earth on that particular day you can't control your weight like as much as people try to you can't physically control it if you eat too much salt you'll retain water it could be the time of the month you'll retain water could have had a big leg session the day before you'll retain water you need a toilet you need a pee exactly (laughs) so all those things can massively have an effect on weight Whereas what you can control is how much you move, how much weight you lift, how many steps you do, and if you're doing any cardio. Like, 
those are the things as you said that you should be focusing on and if you just focus on the weight all the time it probably won't move if you focus on your habits like you said of getting out moving more lifting more getting stronger moving better all those big things then the weight loss will tend to come off on its own without even looking yeah cool so you're more into kind of like your is it i'm just trying to think of how to word this is it more kind of like powerlifting are we more crossfit is it kind of more bodybuilding it's a bit of a mixture of everything it's definitely more powerlifting crossfit run and i'm not into that running business (laughs) that's like that's the only thing me and my coach ever argue over is if it says run i kind of go what (laughs) i hate i'm not built for running i'm too heavy to run um but it's definitely strength stuff. Strength training is just, I love it. It kills me sometimes, but I just think there's nothing feels better for me personally than going, that was like a hundred kilograms. I just moved that. Do you know? Exactly. It's empowering, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it really is. And for your mental health, that is amazing. And again, that's one thing that, because you can see that program. The thing with like running and cardio and stuff like that is, you can improve it to a point, but it, it always plateaus off like quite quickly. Like I'm not being mm. funny. Like you've got to be a special kind of human to be able to like run like a mile in under five minutes or four minutes or whatever it is. Um, whereas most humans can see incremental improvements yeah, in strength. Is. So even if it's only like half uh, the first six weeks you'll see your strength jump up really really quickly but even if it's only like 2.5 kilos or five kilos but you see that right from week to week i'm doing this many reps and next week i can do two more and then next week can do two more and then you look back at your logs from like three four months ago and you go actually i've added five kilos and 10 reps onto what i could do before or there'll be an exercise you come to and like as you said you you the first time you like deadlifted a hundred kilos, that would have been a massive milestone for you. Cause I'm guessing the first time you picked up a bar, like a proper seven foot bar with just a five on each side, it would have felt heavy as hell. And then <laughs> you get to the point where you can load two plates on there and you're like, Jesus Christ, when did this happen? Yes. That, I mean, I, I lifted my first hundred a year ago, just before Christmas. It was December 2018. And I was I said, that's what I want. I'm giving myself a Christmas present of 100 kilograms. That's what I said to my coach. It's my gift to myself for Christmas. That's what I want to do. And I went and I did it. But I didn't just want to do it. The guy that, um, another guy that he trains, we would talk on Facebook. And he said he'd done his PB that day as well. And then right. bettered, he'd bettered his PB. And I was like, I'm not doing PB. I'm bettering my PV, like there's no way on earth I'm stopping at just a hundred. So I did worked up, got the hundred and it near killed me. And I just thought that's not, that I'm not stopping. So I said another 2.5 on either <laughs> end. Fair <laughs> enough. Couldn't move it off the floor. Cut like five kilograms. Couldn't And I was like, I, I am not giving in. It was like 1.25s on either end instead. And he went to put the fives away. And when he turned around, I was just stood like, oh my God, but I had it up. It was ugly yeah. as shit, but I had it up. And I dropped the bar and I was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I cried um, then all the way home. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> See, that's brilliant. So that's it. You've set yourself a standard and then you've over 
performed on it. Like that, at the end of the day, you're by the sounds of it, you're a coach's dream because you're going past the expectations of us. Like we will set our expectations where we know you can hit them, whereas you want to push past it. The people who have that mindset of sometimes it's counterproductive, uh, especially if it's things like getting ready for like a show or something and they go over the top in terms of like cardio and stuff. But somebody who's willing just to push that extra 5% past what is expected of them nine times out of 10 are the people that will see kind of the best benefits just because you're constantly testing what you're capable of. And it's in that point of just past what we think we're capable of where the majority of kind of the results sit. Um, so it sounds like you really, really enjoy your weightlifting, which is great oh, yes. because that's <laughs> all what about what this group is about. It's about people who love training, love training so much that they want to bring it into their own homes and therefore <laughs> be able to do it whenever the they want. <laughs> so, Final question for yourself would be, what advice would you give to someone looking to start training from home? <coughs> Best advice I could give anybody at home or in a gym is find a good coach. Not a PT, a coach. A PT gives you their time in the gym. You meet them, you get the time. If you generally go for a few weeks and watch them with other people, they gain everybody else in the gym to do the same program that week get a coach, get somebody that's on the end of the text, get somebody that talks to you about the way your body works. You know, the best thing my coach did for me was ask me to read a book called Supple Leopard. Oh, I love that book. Oh my Becoming God. Becoming a Supple Leopard. Oh my, that book mm -hmm. hooked me. I went and bought my own copy. Which isn't a cheap investment. I think it's about 40, 50 quid, isn't it? Quid. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the best thing ever. I think a lot of things we hear on this group is my elbow hurts. What advice have you got? My advice is your elbow isn't injured. Yeah. Go to your peck and your shoulder. Yeah. You know, people just, there's no understanding there really. And like, I'm no expert. There's no understanding of how the body works. So, you know, get yourself a coach who can explain these things. Read, 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 read. There, you can't learn enough. And look yeah. after your body. For goodness yeah. sake, go and get your massage. Go and get your dry needle in. Do your mobility. It's boring. It's annoying. Believe I'm 44. I know how annoying mobility is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's essential. And if you can't move, you can't live safe. Yep. Can't, I can't disagree with any of those statements. That's probably... We could just end the podcast there. That would, that would be it. <laughs> if you're going to take anything from this episode, it is that statement right there, which is, as you said, look after your body move better and research more like even if it's not investing in books where you've got to pay for it the only problem with the invention of the internet is information overload there is a lot of stuff and it all contradicts each other funnily enough and here was what's going to blow your mind is it's probably all true um, yeah so it's one of those things where a little bit of trial and error kind of on yourself, but do it safely. And I love what you said there about get a good coach and not a PT. So <laughs> this is one thing. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but a couple of weeks ago, I put up a, um, a post saying basically in-person PT is dead. Um, and it's all because of, there's been an absolute flood of crap quality coaches out there so the thing, in if you don't get the right qualifications you, you're not even legally insured 
Yeah. You know, that, that's a piece of paper, you know, it could say, I could get one of those and say, I'm a neurologist. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a teaching assistant. You know, there's nothing in it. There's nothing to it. There's, it's not regulated. The yeah. industry is no. not regulated. Tomorrow, Anne, you could stick PT behind your name on Facebook right now and yeah. start charging people for sessions and nobody could stop you. The only thing would be, as you said, you wouldn't be able to be insured. So if you <laughs> injured somebody, you'd be sued. Um, but what it's led to, as you said, is those PTs that are just stood by the treadmill. They're not watching form. They're not doing what needs to be done, which is it's not, the important it's not for part you. of coaching. Yeah. Program is written. It's not written for you with a hip immobility or you with a rugby injury on your knee, it's written for the whole clientele. Yeah. We'll just alter the weights for you, or we'll just, we'll just maybe reduce that movement. That's not for you. It doesn't help you. It just gets the money in their bank. Yeah. So, yeah, good coaching is, is bespoke. Like, you might use templates. So, yeah. for example, I use templates because <laughs> if somebody comes to me and they want to lose weight and I go, right, they're wanting to train three days a week, probably going to be a full body program. I'll pull up the template, which is just a week, but then I'll go into it and go, right, they've got dodgy knees. So back squatting is probably not going to be a great idea. Have you got access to a goblet squat? Or uh, instead of doing full deadlifts, right, have you got a trap bar? Okay, that's probably going to be a little bit better. And individualizing it depending on the person that's in front of you like you said it's not just a cookie cutter right here's my default program for xyz um so yeah i think that about cutting it cutting it uh, i think that about covers it so what i was trying to do was to get onto the group because as i was explaining to Anne before i've now made it because i was getting quite bad at setting up these boxes for the questions to come out on the right day i actually automated it so now it comes on at 9 a.m on a monday when everyone's at work so nobody has seen the box so we've got one question and the one week that dan can't make it is the one week where the only question we get is about strongman so what i'm going to do for yourself tom summers is I'm going to ask Dan to record just uh, just the answer to this question um, on his own, and I'll get him to send me it, and I'll post it within the group um, at a later date. So the question for the listeners is, booked on my first strongman comp, how would you prepare for the week slash days before, as in training less weight or eating more carbs? So in terms of from me, in a bodybuilding sense, um, unless you've been restricting carbs back pre-competition, which unless you're trying to fit into like a weight category, I can't see why you would do in strongman. I'm not sure why you'd need to carbohydrate load. Um, you should be having plenty of carbohydrates to fuel performance in terms of training. Um, but tapering down training is something Dan's going to have to speak about because it's, it's going to be all to do with percentages he does speak about it in a previous podcast. I can't remember which episode it is, but I will go and have a look back at the um, logs and I will pop it in the show notes uh, for another episode to go and look at. But I will see if Dan can record you a specific answer and he might post it into the uh, show notes as well. So, it's been great to have you on today, Anne. Lovely to get to know you a little bit better. Didn't know that you were into powerlifting yourself. So it's been uh, lovely to get to know you <coughs> today. 
So uh, do you have like Instagram or Facebook or? I have, yeah, everything. <laughs> everything, okay. So tell the people where they can find you and follow you on your um, weightlifting and being a strong mum journey. I like that, strong mum. Strong mum. That will do. So do you want me to post it under this? It's Leslie Drury hyphen Chan or Leslie Chan you'll find me under. Leslie Chan, perfect. Because I work in school, so we just... Right. You have to change. You have to be careful. So can't find you. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, um, and for anybody who isn't already, make sure that you look up Home Gym UK on Facebook. Um, as Anne said, that she has found a lot of information very, very useful in there in terms of setting up her own home gym, knowing where to get kit, where it's got stuff in stock. It's a lovely little community we've got going on there. Lots and lots of questions and answers coming up. And people are finding there's lots of kind of useful tips that come up. And we there must be at least 15 different coaches in there at the moment. So yeah, if you're looking for a coach specifically for your powerlifting slash strongman stuff, there's quite a few on there. Obviously, I would always recommend Dan, who's not here today, just because he's going to be your first point of call. Um, And yeah, it's been lovely to speak to you. And I will see you uh, well, I'll speak to all you guys on the podcast next week. Um, anything else? Oh, yes. If you could write us a uh, review. So give us, if you're on, um, what is it? Apple Store, you can give us a five-star review and write up a little review. If you're listening on Stitcher or Spotify, I don't know if they do the reviews on those things. Uh, it really, really helps us reach more people. If you can just spend five minutes doing a review uh, I'll tell you what, if we get a few people doing it, I'm going to think next week. So next week, I'm going to run some sort of competition for anyone who uh, writes us a review. Um, they're just going to need to DM me because I have no idea where I get the notifications about where these reviews are. Uh, so yes, if you write a review on either the uh, Apple App Store or on Stitcher, if you drop me a DM with the fact that you've kind of done it, I will start to think of some sort of prizes. So you'll be entered if you do it this week or next week. I need to speak to Dan about what we can give away as a prize. Um, I'm sure we should be due to run another run of t-shirts soon. Did you get any of, have you had any of the t-shirt runs that I've been through? I got a t-shirt, what was, it's the black and Lo- green one. Yeah, the, Lo- the lockdown edition home gyms one, yeah. I'll see I it. A hoodie for cricket, because winter's coming. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good shout actually. Yeah, and Gary just, and it's Baltic. Yeah, definitely. Right, that's it. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get on to the admin who does the clothing side of stuff. Let's get a hoodie on the go. And then, yeah, whoever gives us the best five-star review, you will win a hoodie. I will pay for that out of my own pocket. So, Dan, you don't need to worry. I'm not (laughs) not setting you up to have to pay for something like that because I'll be ordering a hoodie for myself anyway. So, yeah, it's been great to have a chat to you today. And I will see all you lovely guys and girls later. Thank you. Cheers.